Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I won't bother telling you about the weather, but I will tell you that I'm not wearing pants and I've got ice in between my legs. What? Why would you tell them that? We're going to talk about a lot of truths today, okay? Oh my God. Okay, so he comes out. I'm just going to tell you guys the truth because that's what we are with you guys. We're very honest. He comes downstairs with his boxers on and he goes, I'm ready. I'm like, <laughs> your pants because you guys know we complain every week in the summer that's so hot in this room even in the so winter hot. sometimes it gets hot there's mm-hmm. just it's just a hot room for some reason Got Anyhow, me in it. yeah okay so listen guys two reasons i don't have to wear pants one this is a podcast use your imagination yeah but we record these videos two <laughs> if you happen to see any of these videos you'll know that it's only like from the desk up I could literally be wearing nothing down there and you would never know. Unless we have another B situation 2.0. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just imagine me running around naked <laughs> in the background with this flies water. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, you guys, we're sorry we skipped a week. We had some personal stuff happening. We did. It's true. But well, we are excited to be back. Yeah. I missed doing this. Yeah. We'll share more about it in the future, but we just need some some time to process. So. Um, we do have a medical situation that I want you guys to be aware of. Um, it's, uh, it's not, it's not serious. What are you about to say? Um, oh, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> I, I got my hair cut on Tuesday. Okay. And, uh, I got what's called a high end tight. And what is that? It's basically what you get when you go into boot camp, right? Like it is military. It is nothing on the sides and a little bit on the top. I don't feel like this is the first time I've gotten that. I like it. It's clean. It's easy. Um, But there was a problem this time. I looked in the mirror at the back of my head and I was like, something's wrong. Like, What did this woman do? So I went back and I was like, listen, you guys got to fix this. All right. This, This looks like I have like racing stripes on the back of my head. And they're like, like vertical yeah. stripes. And, and they're like, no, that's, that's your head. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, the manager takes me back um, and, and gives me a second haircut trying to clean this up. And she's like, yeah, so that's your head. Like, what are you talking about? Guys, I looked it up. It's a real thing. It's like a super rare condition. Like one in 100,000 men have it. Uh, guys, I have wrinkly head. Wait, what's the what's the clinical term for it? C C V G maybe? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh anyway, any Terry Cruz has it, so I'm in good company. Okay, but here's the difference in you and Terry Cruz. Terry <laughs> Cruz has to push his head together to make it happen. Yours is just stuck that way. Anyway, I've got <laughs> uh basically testicle head. Ew, uh, why would you say that? Well, that's so gross. I was talking to to Maymay about it this morning. And oh, she wanted to make sure that Maymay's our nanny. Put that in the podcast. But don't. She wanted to make sure. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm just going to grow my hair out and it's not going to be so, a big deal. So for anybody who is going to watch this, that's why he's wearing a hat. Yep. In case he turns his head the wrong way and you guys get to see his wrinkly head. It basically looks like I have surgical scars it going does. down the back it's, of my head. It's really intense. I kind of want to share a photo, but it actually is kind of gross. Yeah, we won't do that. I think your, people would be really freaked out by it. I think you should still go and see a surgeon or a, not a surgeon, but like a brain doctor. Cause a brain doctor? Haven't I joked about, I think I've taught, said it on the podcast. I'm worried you have a brain tumor. And now this happened. I'm like, oh my God, he needs to go get checked out. All arrows point to get a CAT scan. 
just just you know, probably run of the mill cash. Probably a good idea. All right, guys, we will get started. I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah. So what are you calling this episode? Okay. So I'm sure that I'm going to come up with a sexier title, but right now mm-hmm. we're going with, not that, <laughs> frequently asked questions. The most common questions that we get from listeners. Yeah. Um, so guys, uh, some of these questions we've addressed before, um, some of them we haven't, but I thought this would just be a good time to answer these because yeah. a lot of, we have so many new listeners who haven't listened to the beginning like our earlier podcast that they just Yeah, a lot of people start from like now and work their way right. back, which is great, but people miss a lot. So we're going to catch you up. If you haven't listened to like our first episode, I would say that's probably at least important so you know who we are. I'm but Johnny. Then you can kind of go from there and skip around as the topic is interesting to you. Sure. Uh, so let's get right to it, guys. The first one is what brokerage should I choose? Um or should I switch brokerages? I'm sorry, you changed I changed that. the question. I, like, I didn't tell you, you sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, why is my question different? For real. Well, because yeah. we do get that a lot. Is like people wanting to switch brokerages. I think I get that more than what should I choose, but we get both. Right, absolutely. Um, so again, we can talk in the state of Georgia and how it works. Um, here, you can get your license, but you have to... Sign up. Yeah, you have to hang it under a brokerage. Yeah. So you have to figure out who you're going to work for. In Georgia, when you first start out, you're just a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. In like, I think North Carolina, you're already a broker when you start out. So I don't know what state you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what state you're in and what it is like there. We're both, we're both eligible to get our broker's license, but we really don't have a huge need to. Johnny wants to. I'm like, I don't care. It might Well, you would use it more as like clout and commercial. That's exactly right. That's about it. Yeah. That's literally the only reason. Or if you were going to open your own brokerage, which is, we can d- address that in this. Yeah, that um, came up Amanda, recently. Was it Amanda? Amanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amanda was the one. We're going to talk with her this coming week. Amanda was um, asking about that, and it was a really good question. Yep. Another listener. Shout out, Amanda. Looking forward to talking to you on the day that this podcast comes out. So we yeah. will talk to you today. <laughs> Hopefully you listen to this beforehand. Otherwise, you'll figure it out later. <laughs> um, so what brokerage should I join under? Well, guys, there are... A million brokerages, all right? And there's a lot of different models so of brokerages, many. how they're mm-hmm. set up. And, you know, we can't tell you what the best one is for you. I was talking to an agent this morning about, um, they, they were asking the same question. I was like, well, what you need to be looking at is who's going to provide mentorship? You know, they were specifically asking about KW and the training. And I was like, well, yeah, the training is good there, but only if there are people around to train you in that. I think, honestly, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the number one thing, especially as a brand new agent that you need to be looking for is mentorship. Because if your brokerage provides you leads, but you have no idea what the hell to do with them, you're not going to do anything. It's worthless. You will fail out. Absolutely. And I think I would want to touch on brokerages that do provide leads. You're probably paying a lot more for them than they're worth. Okay. So yeah, great point. We were on a team that provided leads and the justification you know, for our 60% payout into this team was we provide leads. That was what they were doing yeah. with this money. And, and they were paying an admin and a marketing staff and all these unnecessary. Well, and they bought a building, so much unnecessary overhead. Yeah. But. I feel bad that we talk bad about it, but it's just a different way of doing business. Well, we just don't, we don't so, want to do business that way. That's how yeah. they want to do it. And they're still profitable, they, I think. Okay. So I was actually talking to um, someone on that team recently. Um, I still keep in touch with someone there 
and they're up to 15 agents right now, you know. Good for them. They, yeah, I mean, awesome. I like, I want nothing more than for other people to mm-hmm. succeed. There's, again, the, you have to have a mindset of abundance. If there's enough absolutely. to go around, there's enough to go around. There, absolutely. Um, so that's just a model, right? Um, but for us, we didn't get any use out of these leads. We didn't know where they came from. We didn't know if they were hot leads or cold leads or what to ask them about. We, I mean, we didn't know were they seller leads or buyer leads. These were just names and numbers and they were worthless to us. Yeah, they mm-hmm. weren't. I think as well, it was just that there was poor organization in a database. So mm-hmm. if you are going to be getting leads and make sure your database is organized and you know exactly who they are, because I mean, guilty is charged. We've been sending out mailers and I got and been putting people on HomeBot, which is a really good resource. I've had a lot of good responses from people um, who I've put on HomeBot. Awesome. It's um, like a, basically it's like a Zestimate, but a little bit better email directly to them once a month. Um, oh, okay. So I, I got an email about, and this one guy, he was like, can you please stop contacting me? And I was like, how do we even have this guy in our database? We had door knocked a neighborhood and he had scanned the QR code one time wanting to know what his property value was. So it was like things like that, trying to figure yeah. out who they are and why they're in our database Absolutely. is important. And I feel like I got that all the time. Or he's no longer in our database. But. With, with those listings that we were provided from that one particular team, I got that all the time. Who are you and how did you get this number? Mm-hmm. And I remember the script that I was given for that was, Oh, well, I, you must have shown up to one of our events. That was what I was supposed to say. Yeah. Which is an insane script. Or you visited our website once. Or I mean, like that. yeah. So even if you do get leads from your team or whatever, make sure they're providing good scripting to you. And that again goes back to your mentorship and your training. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the things you should, you need to be aware of and understand the concept of what is a cap? What is a split? Mm-hmm. What is a team split? Is there a team split on top of a, a, a brokerage split. Right. Um, God forbid franchise fees. Do you ever get your cap back? Some brokerages mm. offer their cap back in yep. different different ways. Um, stock, look for about interested. If you're interested Ooh. in stock, look into that for different brokerages. Definitely. I mean, some brokerages uh, provide insurance. Yep. Which is really neat. Yep. Um, Health uh, insurance. Bingo. Yep. And another thing is, if you're getting into real estate, odds are good that you're getting in because you know someone in real estate and they work with a particular brokerage. Yeah. Um, so to interview them, but don't feel like you have to go with them because you know someone there. Yeah. I think that's what we did the first yeah, time. I think that's so important. Guys, don't be afraid to hurt someone's feelings to make the best decision for your family Bingo. because what brokerage is right for one person and their family might not be right for you and your family. Mm-hmm. We know our brokerage isn't for everybody and we're, we're cool with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we could no longer fit under one of the, those other brokerages yeah, model. Yeah, exactly. That's why we left. It was we, just not right for us for anymore. Us. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, and then as far as like, should I switch brokerages? Uh, kind of go back to the same thing. What is it that your brokerage is lacking? What do you feel like you're not getting from your brokerage? I had a really good conversation with a listener last week. Um, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to like sure. share people's names that might be considering leaving their broker in case right. their broker listens. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, and she and I were just talking about it and I was asking her like, okay, what is it that your brokerage currently is lacking and what are you looking for in a brokerage? And here mm-hmm. are some different options for you. Yeah, And just kind of go through and figure out what is best for you and your family. Like, do you need something in person? Do you work from home all the time and going to an office is dumb? Like, what is it that you need to fit your life? Definitely. What is it that you need to fit your finances? 
finding the best, like I will say she was telling me about her brokerage and I think she decided to not go with that one that was a lot higher of a, um, I would say cap, but I don't know that it was, it, they gave you a hundred percent after. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. I don't yeah. think it really was a cap, but you had to pay in like $23,000, mm-hmm. which is pretty high. Um, something around there. So yeah, just like look into those things, compare brokerages, interview with brokerages. We've said it so much. We feel like you guys are listening because we get it all the time that you interviewed multiple brokerages. Mm -hmm. You picked the best one for you. Don't be afraid to evaluate people, guys. (laughs) This is your business, your business model. So do it. All right, moving on. Yeah. So guys, uh, where do I find leads? How do I find leads? I'm I'm a real estate agent. Now what? Who do I call? Well, you're not really a real estate agent. You're a lead generator and appointment setter. (laughs) That's what we talked about with our coach this past week. Mm -hmm. I forget what question he asked you, but maybe he was like, you, we were just talking about it and you're like, I know now that my number one job is to set appointments. Yep. That is my role. That is my job. I'm an appointment setter. Yep. Um, My job is to go into the office, call my leads, set appointments. I think when you can shift that mindset of like, oh, I sell houses to so like, I set appointments. It really focuses you on what you should be doing, the activities. It's the 80-20 what you principle. You should be doing is setting appointments. Yep, it's 80-20. What is the 20% that's making you money? It's setting appointments. Yep. You know, and, and I waste so much time with the 80%. My God, yesterday I was putting out signs and I was taking pictures and driving around. I was doing so much 80% yesterday and I know that I'm going to get on our Monday call with our coach and he's going to be like, why? Well, Why did you I got that? on to you too. I was like, hey, so today, let's talk about the things you could have passed off to me. I'm just saying, yeah, you could have done my 80%. Come yeah, on. you should tell me to do your 80%. I'm not a mind reader. Go do my 80. Tell me what it is and I can help you out, but yeah, I'm not a mind reader. All right. We're going to keep a whiteboard, a Lizzie whiteboard. Anyway, leads. Uh, so leads fall into one of two categories, paid or unpaid. You have to decide. Which is more... Which, which, which one are you going to do? Which is better for you? Which is more valuable? Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there are very profitable businesses that pay for leads. There are some that do oh, it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. They I are, don't know about very profitable, but they are say, profitable. They're less profitable, but they are probably by definition profitable. For example, um, you could do Op City, which mm-hmm. is a pay at the table uh, kind of lead, where they'll give you a lead, you work it, when you get to the closing table, you pay out like 30, 30% to them, right? Yep. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Which is a way to do it. You know, it's like a referral. Um, I would prefer to hold on to that 30%. So that's why I don't do that. But if it's a way for you to get started, yeah, knock yourself out. I think it's out. a great, honestly, I do think it is a great way for an agent to get started that's not on a team. Mm-hmm. Because if you're on a team, you're going to be paying 50% a lot of times and a lot of teams Yeah, I mean, into that team. That anyway. And then you're going to be paying 30% on top of it. You're going to walk with nothing and you're going to feel useless. That's insane. I think that if you are an individual agent, it's a really good way for you to, you know, pay in a way for a lead. And not only think of that, that client that you pull in and you help them buy or sell a house, think of them as a really good referral source. You should be getting multiple pieces of business out of one person. Yeah. If you want to use that as a way to get into someone's sphere yeah. and really work it for referrals... I say that's a that's good. Yeah, that's top. But you quality. have to be really willing to work that that yeah. lead if more you, than just the transaction. If you don't work it past that one transaction, then it was twenty percent. Good luck. I mean, it was terrible. It was yeah. not a great take for you if you have to pay out in multiple different ways. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. There's of course Zillow leads where you just 
buying oh. leads and okay what? don't say the company name but johnny did get a call i did from a very well-known company mm-hmm. internet website and and yeah they were soliciting me for buying leads so johnny was like okay I, well, let's I, go with it let's just hear what you have to say and okay so they walked me through like our zip code which our zip code wasn't even available. Right. So we no, were like, well, that's pointless. Yeah. Our, where we live, our farm wasn't even available. But I was like, okay, let's go to a neighboring one. Right. I forgot. I, didn't, I wrote down the numbers. I want to say it was like you pay a thousand a month. At least a thousand. For like 15, maybe 15 leads. Oh God, I can't remember. Do you know where it is in your notebook? I would say get up, but you have crab shorts on. I do have crab shorts on and my <laughs> notebook is actually at the office. So That's a bummer. Wouldn't maybe we'll have to come, come back to uh, it. Yeah. But... The it was like you're gonna pay a thousand dollars a month. You're gonna maybe get fifteen leads. Mm-hmm. And how many? What was the percentage of those leads that? Or fifty? I think it was fifty. And then the percentage that that um the conversion converted, rate, the close rate was like four, five, four five, five, five percent. Yeah. So five percent. So we were like, okay, so that would be like couple leads. It was it was terrible. Is what it came down to. Yeah, it the math didn't work for us at all. I mean. If you could close them, if yeah. If you could guarantee you could close them. Then, okay, yes. Because these were just qualified leads, not even closings. These right, are just like, yeah. these are going to actually be qualified leads. And and so if you're good and you can work them and close them, then yes, you would still make money. But for new agents, putting, shelling, putting $1,000. Yeah, shelling yeah. out that money, not knowing that you'll get that That you're that 100% back, going to get it. Yeah, that's why I, I would lot. say if you are new, the only way you should do it is pay at the closing table. I agree, 100%. I think, I think that all of these models have to go towards that. All of these lead models are going to have to go towards that. Well, I, but I don't, people are funding it, so I guess not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, these these companies is that's what they are. They're in business to make money. So yeah. as long as they're making money this way, they don't care if they give you good leads or shit leads because you're still <laughs> if paying. You're still paying them. them. They don't that's, care. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. It's a good point. Anyways, so because we were like, you know what? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong about this. I We've am, said, what if we said it's like a 3% conversion rate for online leads mm-hmm. in general? So maybe they have a four or 5% conversion rate. I mean, okay. for me, I would rate way rather invest a thousand dollars a month into our sphere of influence. Oh, way yeah. rather. We get way more business that way. Well, think about it. These people already know you. They already trust you and they're more likely to refer you people. So why would you not put money into them? Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. To me, it's mind blowing. Okay. So the other pile is unpaid leads, right? And that's what we do, guys. Yeah. We do for sale by owners, expireds, and now we're getting into um, circle prospecting, right? So unpaid leads, I, I do want to say we use RedX, which is a service that we pay for. What do we pay now? Like a hundred bucks a month? Um, Now that we added GeoLeads, well, we pay quarterly. I don't know what it is, but we we added on about fifty dollars for GeoLeads, so probably one hundred and fifty. Okay, so one hundred and fifty bucks a month, right? And what this service does, guys, is it just scours the internet for for sale by owners, and it tells you, okay, here's the name, here's the address, here's the phone number, here's the list price, how long it's been up. It and gives you a direct link to Zillow, so you can see the listing right then and there. It's, it's really good. Okay, so we get that for for sale by owners. We get that for expireds. And we get to select an area for our geolites, which is like area specific. This mm-hmm. is where we want to farm. I want to call these people. And it just gives us all this information. So again, we could pay $1,000 for leads that may or may not convert. But I mean, you're converting. You know, it was so funny. I don't think I told you this. Yesterday I had my check-in call with Jessica mm-hmm. and she had her list of FISBOs up that she was going to be sending a packet out to. And one that we just took 
right over here oh, was yeah. on there. And I was like, oh, I'm taking that off. We just took that listing. Sorry, Jessica. Mm-hmm. She was like, no way. I so, did. I mean, your conversion rate of those is pretty good. Yep. I, uh, I, you I, said, an, what was your numbers for the week? You, yep. Every 10 calls, you set one appointment? 10 calls. I would have five conversations and have and one, one appointment, appointment Yeah. Set. So 10 dials. Yep. Guys, not 10 even dials. 10 conversations. So these numbers are possible, guys. If and you're not calling FISBOs and you're not learning scripts about FISBOs, you're wasting your time. It's, it's the best way to do business. It's the most profitable way to do business. And you know what's awesome is, I don't know if you've been seeing it, babe, but you haven't because you're off social media. But we've been getting <laughs> yeah. so many listeners saying, oh, I'm doing this. Thank you for showing me how to do this. I'm setting appointment after appointment Yahoo! after appointment. Guys, I want to get- a, I can't wait to get back on and just go in and scroll and comment on everything, but I'm glad I'm off still. And I'm glad we brought that up. Can I get a gong? No. Think about this. Every time someone on Facebook tells us how they're winning because of this podcast, I want to go on. Ding. Good. Like, okay. Nate. Like the bell in Selling Sunset. <laughs> exactly. The bell in Selling Sunset. Okay. So. What were you going to say? I was going to say Nathan. Yeah. One of our guys. Um, he joined under us with EXP. He's one a listener. He is fearless. I'm like, this is how yeah, you do it. He's doing a really good job. This is what you have to do. And he follows the steps, guys. And he's taking listings. He went under contract with one yesterday. I mean, this guy just does not stop. Didn't he get one that was like multiple potential pieces of business? You said something about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, super cool. We're excited. So Um, guys, if you're just listening, we have a process for doing FISBOs and expireds. Listen to this podcast. It works. Just trust us. Yeah. Uh, Unpaid leads. Do I need to follow scripts? I feel like if you listened to the last episode, <laughs> which did we ever get any feedback about people wanting to start a script practicing call? I'm sure we did. I haven't gone and looked. I'll have to ask Rosie. I think at did. least one person said I, yes, cut me in. Um, yes, guys, you do need to follow scripts. What are scripts? There are scripts, as, as many brokerages as there are, there are just that many scripts under the moon, right? It is just a way for you to structure a conversation and get the information that you need from a lead. Mm-hmm. But that, that is all it is. All right. You're not memorizing a script for a movie. And even if you tried it that way, it wouldn't work because you're interacting with a human being and yeah. it's not going to be perfect. It's fluid. It is. And, and it, it changes and you have to be willing to flow with it. I was doing a training with one of our agents last night about scripts mm-hmm. and for sale by owners. And, and I was like, listen, this is my model. This is what I do. Let's watch some YouTubes of people doing it real quick. It was like seven o'clock at night, so we couldn't do any actual calls, and that was my fault. But it was. I got mad at him. <laughs> you get mad at me a lot. <laughs> um, but I, I was showing him how this script sometimes it goes off course, and you can just kind of redirect it, and that's really what it's for. Is is trying to direct the conversation. You're in, contr- you're in control of the conversation. If you know Thank your you. scripts mm-hmm. and you, if you're asking the questions, you're in control of the conversation. It, it's not the person that talks the most that's in control no, of the conversation. It's the, counterintuitive. Yes. But if you are the one asking the questions and shutting your mouth, you are in control of the conversation. Exactly. The scripts are, these are the questions you ask and this is how you direct the conversation. That's summing it up right there. And from these scripts, you get the right information and you're going to set appointments. Mm-hmm. So do I use scripts? Yes. Which ones do I use? Reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram and I'll shoot you the ones that we use. Well, and I mean, go back to last week's episode. The whole thing was objection handling. So mm-hmm. not only like what scripts are you using for getting into an appointment, but how do you close it? What do you, what do you say when someone says this and that and this and that? So just make sure you're, you're at least 
familiar with them so that when something comes up, you at least know yeah. what you should be saying. Um, learn price reduction scripts. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very important in this in this coming market. So, I did two price reductions last week. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad I did because I did... Uh, oh yeah, this was really good actually. I did one and I talked to my sellers. I'm like, guys, I think we need to come down $10,000. That's just what the market is telling us. And they immediately said, we were thinking more like 20. Which... And in hindsight, I think that what they did was really, really smart. We we got it under contract at what 10,000 under would have been. Yep. So Johnny was right on the number with what the house should be selling for. However, by going that little bit under, this is so key if you guys are pricing properties right now, you need to mark price homes under market value With right a now. shifting market, guys, you have to be proactive that so way. So yeah, I mean, he still got an offer 10,000 over asking. Yeah, so we went 20 under, they got 10,000, they offered 10,000 over. So yeah, my number was right. Yeah. But we, it immediately got us on the The contract. way to get there was was huge because mm-hmm. someone was like, oh, that's a good good deal now. Yep. So that we had lots of showings after that. So the other thing our coach was talking about is like the, the first price reduction you do needs to be your biggest. That's smart. You need to pull out the big guns first. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can make slighter one, slight adjustments from there because you've already made the big jump, but you're getting a lot yep. closer to where you need to be. And, you know, so so that's good for you as the agent. Um, it's good for the buyers who are looking and it makes it easier for you and your client, the seller. Like if you ask them to do the big one first, it's better than saying, okay, let's do five the first time. Oh, it didn't work. Let's do 10. We're going to be doing, yeah, you're going to be doing tons of them. Mm-hmm. And at that point that you're going to be sitting on the market for longer and longer. I mean, here's, it's so hard to get this across to clients, but guys, if you can get it across that like nobody is ever going to underpay for the house. Use our story as an example. Yes. Let me tell you about my, let me tell you about my mentor. This is what happened to them recently mm-hmm. in this market. Share this story with a seller who doesn't want to price reduce or, who, uh, yeah, something like that. Just share that story about how they got their the house 10,000 over what that price reduction was. But it's better to go a little bit lower faster because the longer you're on the market, the longer a house is going to sit. Bingo. Moving on. Are there any legal steps that I need to be taking for my business? Yes. There are. There are definitely Nothing legal steps. Nothing big, but... But these little tips, in our opinion, will help you be successful. Um, not go broke. That's also important. Uh, the first one is starting an LLC. Uh, you can start an LLC in all 50 states. And what it is, guys, is it's a, um, it's a business entity that is separate from you. And the biggest reason people start LLCs is for liability. Okay. If something happens in your business, people can sue the company, but they're not suing you. You yeah. and all of your assets are safe. Are protected. Um, we, we also have an umbrella policy Absolutely. Covering ourselves as well. Yep. Um, and so Amanda, listener who we're meeting with today. Monday. Well, well today, if you're listening. Exactly, oh, right? look at you. Back to the future right there. I'm not that clever. Um, <clears throat> so that was one of uh, the questions she asked us is in New York, I asked my broker and no one has an LLC. That's not something you do. We just do 1099s, which is fine. Um that's very interesting. I don't understand why no one does that. We'd have to be, we'd have to look into New York and see why. But I, I feel I'm, like New York's a very litigious state. <laughs> right? That would be. For, sh- for sure. Although the South is very litigious now that I think about it. Litigious. What a word. Who do you think I know. You are? So fancy. Okay. CPA, um, certified public accountant. I think so. Yeah. We've talked about this a couple times, guys. Get a CPA. Yeah, y'all, we love our CPA. Every year we do taxes, which we literally just finished our taxes. Yesterday. 
yesterday. Which would have been probably four days ago in the future now. Yeah. Depending on when you're listening to this. Oh my gosh, they don't care, whatever. (laughs) Anyways, and so, but we were like, we would have owed so much money had she not asked us all the questions. Like, do you have this? Do you have that expense? Do you have that? Like there are things we didn't even know were write-offs. Unknown, we're five years unknown, into this. Guys. She's like, no, that's a write-off. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Okay. It, it, it and we only ins- owed like $14,000 in taxes this year. That was stellar. We thought we were going to owe a lot more. Oh my God. <laughs> of course, on top of everything that we prepaid, right? Yeah, we prepay every quarter. But thank God for that $14,000 and not fifty. Um, yeah, I was assuming more like fifty. Jesus. Now- um, It was good. So our, what blew me away was our tax return was 93 pages long. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it's so long. It was 93 pages Could long. you imagine doing that, you guys? It pay a CPA. And it's a write-off to pay a CPA, yeah. y'all. Any money you pay your CPA goes into the next year's write-offs because it was it's a business great. expense. But just just do it, all right? The same way you should be getting professional photographers because they know what they're doing. They're faster, they're more efficient, and they will always do a better job than you, all right? The same way for sale by owners are going should be hiring you because you're a professional, you're more efficient, and you're going to do a better job than they will, hire a CPA mm-hmm. because they're going to do better than you are. And if this is like your first year and you had two commission checks, whatever, and you don't have a lot, move, a lot of moving parts, it's maybe just you by yourself, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But even at that point, a CPA would cost you nothing and yeah. they would be able to probably get you paying no taxes that year. Yeah, that's true. I'd say do it. Maybe get a refund <laughs> um, if you have another job. Save for taxes. Yeah, uh, y'all can't again, stress this enough. This kind of piggybacks on CPA, but your CPA should tell you, everyone should tell you if no one has told you, you are responsible for quarterly taxes. And if you don't pay them in advance, you will be penalized. <laughs> we been we got penalized this year for just doing we didn't taxes pay enough, late. Yeah. And we didn't pay enough. So this year we've upped our quarterly mm-hmm. to hopefully not have to pay next year. Right. But also what we've been doing is we move 30% of all of our commission checks to just a money market mm-hmm. account. So it's building for us. And we have way more ne- more money in that account right now than we need for our taxes. Yeah, our tax bracket. Um, uh, I don't get into tax brackets. <laughs> okay. It's way too complicated for it people. It is complicated, <laughs> but, and, and it's a combination of different things, but it's not 30%. No. And I can guarantee yours won't be 30% either. But it's a good way for us to have a buffer of savings. Exactly. By putting 30% away, we know we have enough. Our CPA is going to get us even lower. And... When we're all said and done, we should have 10% She's not going to get us lower. We've just made the things that, you know, allows her to make it. But really, we should have 10% left over. I think right now, our marginal and everything combines like 20%. I think it was less, actually, she said. Really? I think she said it was like 14. No. Because we had a lot of expenses this past year. We added on a lot of expenses. We have a lot of expenses this year. Yeah. Just different because we added on social media. Like we added on a lot of things this year. So mm-hmm. I think we'll see that. Whatever, guys. I don't know. I just work here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then save, guys. Save money right now. Jesus. We just don't know what's going to happen with the market. We've said this again and again. Cut expenses and, and save money. But you need to be saving for savings sake, guys. There needs to be a pool of money that you never touch. Okay? This is not taxes. It is separate from taxes. You can never use the word savings and taxes in the same sentence. If you do, I will find you and (laughs) I will hit you because they are not the same thing. Saving for taxes is not the same. What? That's what real estate agents are notorious for owing taxes and not having a retirement plan. Yeah. Save for savings. Do it. Yep. Um, Moving along. Moving along. We got this one recently. Should I find a niche? 
a niche, a niche, a niche, whatever a you guys niche. Say. Um, so what would a niche be guys? Like, are you just doing like properties? Are you just doing condos? Are you just doing multifamily? Are you just doing some residential? Um, first time home buyers, maybe investors. Did you say luxury? I did not. Luxury. Luxury. That would be a great one to get into. But some people really make a good career doing that. There, uh, we're on a big lake here, uh, Lake Lanier in Georgia, and there are people who just sell lake homes. Yeah, I've talked to agents who say, if it doesn't touch the water, I don't talk to them. It doesn't matter. Uh, which to me closes you off from a lot of potential business. But that particular niche is great because it's a high price. They point. only sell million dollar homes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's something you should have a few different specialties. Like I'm really good with this particular client. I'm really good with that. Mm -hmm. I'm really good with divorce situation. I'm really good with just sure. find the things that you've maybe encountered a couple different times or that you are enjoying mm -hmm. and try to get into that market more so that you, cause I was going to say, like if you work with one divorce family or couple, you're going to find another <laughs> one, but that's not All true. Good. They'll get divorced but again. So talk I mean. to divorce lawyers, uh, family lawyers. Like yeah, that's important. For sure. We have a good relationship with one. And so, you know, try to be in with that. We're working a divorce situation right now. Yeah. So I, I would say, yes, find something that you want to concentrate on. Uh, but don't limit yourself to that yeah. either. Don't turn I would away say business. Don't turn away business. No. I think that's dumb. I get that people have like a brand and an image, mm -hmm. but like, I would never turn away business, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe there is a reason people do it. If you do luxury or whatever your niche is, let us know why you find that to be beneficial to turn away business. My guess is that it, your business could look like a funnel, right? At the top of the funnel is when you first get started. You're willing to take anything at the top yeah, of the spectrum. That's true. And as you get more experienced, yeah. you can whittle it down. And maybe in five or 10 years, say, listen, this is all I'm going to work with because your name is out there, your experience is out there, you know what you're doing, and, and then you can afford to do it. Yeah. But if you tried to do that at the top, you would, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. There's a really good, there's another lake nearby that's in North, uh, in North South Carolina and Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we have a friend and he pretty much owns that lake, basically. Like he just, For sure. he does all the business up there. Everybody gives him business. Yep. And he's just really captured market share up there. So, I mean, I think in situations like that where the availability to take on market shares there, I think it works, but I would never like limit myself to just one thing. No, absolutely not. Um, okay. Is the market crashing? If you're watching the news, if you're on social media, it's everywhere. Is the, is Even the, my mom who lives oh in Sweden, gosh. she said this morning when we were FaceTiming, she was like, I send Johnny little clips and news articles every single day, but, and that's, and she was like, all of a sudden, everything I see is about real estate. And I was yep. like, yep. <laughs> I mean, she's a little behind the curve on that. But is the real estate market crashing? Here's my answer. It doesn't matter. If you're worried about that, you're worried about the wrong thing. Okay? It's not your job to care if the market's crashing or it's not. It's not. It's really not. Just focus on what you do. <laughs> You help people buy and sell homes. Exactly. And no matter the market, people are going to have to buy and sell homes. People are always going to be moving for jobs, moving for family. Death, divorce. Shit's going to happen, yeah. guys. So don't worry about it. What you do need to be worried about, and we said it last week, probably in the week before that, and the week before that, is knowing your numbers. Mm -hmm. When someone asks you, is the market crashing? Say, oh, I can tell you this. Let me tell you what our market is doing. Exactly. 
be the expert because anyone can just like say, oh yeah, it's looking terrible out there. Oh, interest rates. You know, like there's all these fear, right. fear mongering things people are reading and with good reason, some of them, you know, we need to be informed about what's happening. But your job as a professional is to take the fear out of them and give them the facts mm. and the reality about what's yes. actually going on in the market. Yeah. So don't, don't talk about it. Don't get sucked into that shit. It doesn't help you. It doesn't matter. Speaking of shit, um, <laughs> uh, Nathan, again, uh, someone who, a listener who we work with, uh, we were talking and I said, that's so effing awesome. And he just sent me like cracking up emojis and said, it's so funny that you curse on the podcast, but you won't curse over texting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I see you. I see you. That's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so, don't cuss very much. I try not I cuss to. more than you for well, sure. That's because you are a, a redneck woman. Yes, that's me. A redneck woman. <laughs> Uh, the nanny came to the door today and I was just wearing oh my gosh, jeans. Yeah. She and was she's like, like, what are you redneck today? Yeah, what, what kind of redneck situation is going on here? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, that's all I have. Babe, yeah. do you have anything to offer these people? These fine like folks. offered them a lot today. Yeah. We're, we're getting back. Getting back at it, guys. Again, sorry we were off last week. Um, we'll fill you in in the future about it. For shizzle my nizzle. So, mm-hmm. okay, we got to do a question. Oh man. Okay. And we just asked questions the whole time again today, but we did the whole time. Um, question, question, question. What are you going to listen to in your drive up to Blairsville? Yes, guys. I have a closing with a client today. Love this client. He was one of my first clients when we went out on our own. No one wanted to work with him because he sounded crazy. Nobody took him seriously because he had tons of Bitcoin. Yeah. He's like, I want to buy all my stuff in Bitcoin. So no agent took him seriously. But again, we were at the top of the funnel and I was like, I'll take him. <laughs> I'll try. I was leery of this guy for a little bit. I was like, he's just messing with you. Like he's just taking advantage of you and all this stuff. But then I, he was so nice. Like anytime Johnny would go drive up and do anything with him, he would like send us gift cards and like- And Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. The, the would like we were like, Bitcoin. what the heck? This guy's way too nice. <laughs> I was like, maybe there's something else. And they ended up buying a house. Now he's buying something else. He wants to buy something more. So- yep. So this guy has been a lot of return business. They're really, really nice people too. That's what I wanted to say. There's awesome. I know. I thought about going up with you today, but I decided not to. Mm. Um, So I'm going to be listening to one of two things, either my motivational podcast um, that is at the, um, on the Facebook website, guys, I listened to this one motivational thing. It's awesome. Check it out. Um, Or I might listen to um, Tim and Julie. Yep. Get some get some ideas from them. See what's going on in their world. Yep. Uh, You're going to be close to them up there. Actually. I will. They live right up there now. Yeah. Um, that's probably it. I need to download it because I, I lose service up there in the mountains. Yeah. Make sure you download it on that mm-hmm. crazy windy road. If, yep. you're, if you've ever driven to Blairsville, you know the crazy, no, crazy no windy road. No one of these people, no one here has ever driven to Blairsville. I bet you one person has driven to Blairsville. <laughs> no. Most of our listeners are hey, in Seattle, Hey, we have some local listeners. <laughs> we have some local listeners. I actually had a friend, she may be listening, that she was like searching her podcasts and found ours. And no then she was way. like, wait, I know them. No way. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So, uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing. What are you going to be doing when I'm in Blairsville? Let's talk about that. Kids, I actually think I'm going to be filming. Here. I know, right? I think I'm going to be filming some reels because I actually did my hair today and put makeup on. <laughs> so I was surprised. I need to actually, I meant to text her before we got on. Show of hands. Who thinks that Lizzie should try cold calling today? 
I can cold call if I wanted. Yes. I don't really want to. <laughs> I could do it if I wanted to. No. Hey, you stay in your lane. I'm staying in mine. Fine, um, fine. No, I need to prep our um, mailers for going out on August 1st. You do. So yep. got to work on that. Guys, that's a spoke that we've added to our wheel is sending out mailers once a month with um, market updates. Yep. And uh, the wheels, the spoke of the wheel. We'll have a whole spoke of the wheel episode coming up. Yep. That's a Tim and Julie Harris uh they say they phrase. copyrighted that shit. Are you kidding me? As a teacher, one, let me tell you, they did not come up with that. Okay. <laughs> Two, even if but they did, they it's not copyrighted. In, they use it in real estate, so we'll give them credit where credit is due. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Time to sign off. Let you guys go. How long was it how long did we go today? Like forty minutes. Right? Oh good. Pretty good. Yeah. So Okay. Cool. All right. Bye. See you.